0: Welcome to the Family Worship Center podcast. Each week we bring you our message from our Sunday morning services at Family Worship Center in Beaumont. It's a strange thing that if I brought a, a radio in here and turned it on, that all of a sudden I could pick up something that you can't see, you can't taste, you can't feel it. It's called radio waves. In the same way, God transmits to us, and we've got the right receiver. It's just what channel we're tuned into. We hope you find this message encouraging. The title of my message is What to Do When You're Under Pressure or if you want to look at it, shorter, shorter version is Contents Under Pressure. We ought to all walk around with one of those tags on our on ourselves that says Contents Under Pressure because life creates a lot of pressure for us. A lot of things going on, a lot of, a lot of things uh, external and internal that can create pressure on us. And I mean, we've got expectations that we have to live up to. We've got uh, requirements on our jobs, things going on, bills to pay. Uh, A lot of times people expecting things, stuff that happens just that that we can't explain, don't know where it came from. And it creates pressure on us. And if we don't figure out a way to allow that pressure to release, and guess what? Somewhere down the line we're going to explode and uh, I've, I've had a can of air up here for, for the other couple of Sunday sermons, but uh, I didn't bring it this time. But what, what got my whole uh, train of thought going was, I remember whenever I um, was building a house that Angie and I had, and built it from the ground up, and man, I insulated that thing, and any little crack, I went around and had that expanding foam. And uh, as I shared with you, I, it was hot summertime, about like now, and I Man, I sealed everything up when I went to shut the door to leave. Bonk, it, it wouldn't shut because it had swelled the casing on the door out so much that it wouldn't. So. Sometimes stuff's got to expand, okay? And if what we've got to do is figure out a way to let it expand in a good way, and so we have talked about it over the last uh, couple, of, couple of times, we've got to expand our thinking of God. The Bible tells us that He is able to do exceedingly abundantly and above anything that we can ask or think. Uh, tells us that eye has not seen nor ear heard nor mind has imagined what God has prepared for those that love him. So if we expand our thinking of God, he's, gonna, he's already met us there and already doing abundantly and above anything that we can ask or think. We've got to expand our looking to God. And uh, in our society, we have a lot of what I would call parachutes. Okay. If we need money, what do we do? We go see a bank or we slide the plastic. Okay? Get you in trouble in the long run. Okay? You end up paying more for it and all that junk. But we have the possibilities of looking to other things. Uh, if, we're, if we're sick, we go to the doctor. I'm not against doctors. God works through doctors and hospitals and medicines. And as I've said many, many times, thank God for medicine. It's what keeps us alive until the healing comes sometimes. Amen? In, in in days of old, there were people that died from smallpox and measles and all kinds of stuff that now has been eradicated thanks to modern medicine. I think those ideas come from God. If you talk and read about some of the people that came up with some of these ideas for some of the greatest medical discoveries that have ever happened, it was like, I just took it as a challenge because they said it couldn't be done. Now, where do you think the idea for that came from? I think it came from God. So thank God for modern medicine. I'm not disrespecting that. But sometimes we look to that instead of God. And sometimes we, we don't look to God when we should look to God. I, I've, I've said this for a long time. You can buy a house, but you cannot buy a home. You can buy medicine, but you cannot buy healing. And you can buy friends, but you can't buy love. Ultimately, all that comes from God. He's what makes the house the home. He's what makes the medicine the healing. He's what makes friends love beyond a shadow of a doubt. And so what we ought to do is understand that our look into God, sometimes, and again, we're blessed, and I'm not disrespecting that, don't misunderstand me. Don't leave here saying, Brother Philip, this and everything that's modern and new and everything. I love convenience. I love tech. I mean, how many of us are, are <laughs> on our phones all the time anymore? I love that kind of stuff. But ultimately, it comes down to who are we looking at for our answers? Hey, Siri. Or hey, Lord. Amen? So we've got to expand our look into God in everything that we do. Sometimes we don't know that he's all we need until he's all we got. And we need to do it before he's all we've got. So that's where we got to last week. And uh, we we need to um, expand our hearing from God. That's our next one. He says, come to me. This is Isaiah 55. Come to me with your ears wide open. Remember back in the day when CB radios were big, if you got your ears on? Amen? Doug, you'd like that one. <laughs> he says in the Word, he who has ears, what? Well, is that not kind of redundant? If you have ears, you're going to hear, right? Not always. No, you're right, Tom. Not always. How many of you? You listen, but you don't hear sometimes. <laughs> I don't want to get anybody in trouble. But, I mean, we guys are pretty, pretty, pretty much pros at that. We can listen and not hear. Uh, my wife will say, do you remember when I told you thus and so? No, you never told me. Oh, I did too. This is where we were sitting and all this kind of stuff. Sometimes, if I'm busy doing something, she'll say, you're not listening to me. What did I just say? Any of you ever get that? What did I you just tell me? What I just said, and most of the time I can go back in this little, uh, uh, yeah, I started to say tape recorder, but Rolodex is even worse. <laughs> we got to get somewhere up to date. This, this little recorder that's in my head, I can sometimes go back and almost verbatim repeat what she said, but I was listening and not hearing. Amen. And that's what happens sometimes where the Lord is concerned. Sometimes we're listening, but we're not hearing. So that's why he says in multiple places, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. So ultimately, it it kind of falls on us. God's speaking. And we talked about this a a couple of um, Wednesday nights ago, and it has just stuck with me, but... I did a little search, okay? If you're going to search in a concordance for things, you've got to pick a version to, to put in there to, to search. And so I did one that was just kind of a, one that most everybody would be accepting of, a New King James Version. And so I, I did a search for God speaks, God, God spoke, God speaks, God said, God says, the voice of the Lord and the voice of God. And just did a search for those different statements. God spoke, God speaks, God says, God said. Um, the voice of the Lord and the voice of God. And just, I, now, those of you that were here that Wednesday night, you can't cheat, so you're not in this. But somebody just give me a wild guess as to how many times that's in there. How many of you think it'd be at least 100 times? Four or five people. How many you would think it would be at least 500 times? How many of you think it would be in there 750 times? How many of you think it would be in there 1,000 times? How many of you think it would be in there 1,200 times? Nobody raised their hand on that one that I saw. Over 1,200 times. It says, God spoke, God speaks, God said, God says. The voice of the Lord and the voice of God. 1,213 times to be exact is how many times that's in there. That gives me an idea that God speaks. That God has a voice. That God has something to say. In fact is, in the very beginning, whenever God spoke and said... Let there be light, and it was. And let there be a firmament, and let there be a solid ground, and let there be all this other stuff. That it meant something. That's not just a a parody of well, God thought it and it happened. He spoke it into existence. And so, if God, if we take the word very literally. That he never changes, that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and if he spoke back then, then he still speaks today and he still will have something to say in the future. Then the thing that we've got to do is surmise at that point, God is still speaking. Amen? So what we've got to do is realize if he's speaking and we're not hearing, maybe we're listening and not hearing. Or maybe we're just not tuned in to him at all. And I think it's possible to live our entire life and never hear anything from the Lord. Now, does the problem lie with him or does it lie with us? It lies with us. Because we're listening but not hearing. And he said, he who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit's saying. And when he says Let, what the Spirit is saying, that gives us an idea that we have to get tuned into the spiritual side of things. See, here's the thing. We think this is real. All right, another quick show of hands. How many of you think this is real? It's not a trick question. <laughs> yes, it is real. Okay, I can, I can knock on that. It's real. That's not a figment of my imagination or yours. I can stomp on this platform, it is real. But as far as being forever real, it is not. One day, according to this word, all this is going to go away. Okay? Not going to be here anymore, at least not in the same form. And so this is very temporary. This temporal realm is not going to make it to eternity. That chair right there, not going to make it to eternity. It's real, but what's really real is the spiritual side of things. Because it's what gave birth to the physical realm. The Bible tells us God is a spirit. They that worship him must worship him how? In spirit and in truth. It means that we have to be not only spiritual beings that God created us to be, because he created Adam, created the body out of the dust of the ground, and then what happened? He gave him a part of himself. He breathed into his nostrils, and he became a living soul. That's the spirit that is within us. Okay? So we are physical beings that inside we have a spiritual being. And one day, all of this is going to go away. And it, this is a spacesuit, if you will. And we all have different spacesuits. Okay? Mine's a little bigger. Yours might be a little smaller. Mine's a little wider than it ought to be. But then, nonetheless, this is my spacesuit. But one day, this spacesuit's going to go away. And reveal you ain't gonna believe what I look like really. <laughs> Amen. Got a head full of hair. And whenever you get to heaven, the wind's gonna be blowing just right and it's just gonna be flowing. <laughs> You're gonna say, Who's that guy over? I'm say, it's me. You're not gonna recognize me. But I mean, here's the deal. All joking aside, this is temporary. We this is a tent, if you will. That we are dwelling in for a short period of time. 70, 80, 90, 100 years on this earth. But what's inside of it is eternal. Everlasting. I tell people sometimes, you know, the question of eternity. Are you going to live through eternity? Yes, you're going to live through eternity. The question is, where are you going to spend it? And sometimes that really wakes people up. Because there's this idea that if you're on the wrong side of this, when it all comes down, you just poof, you're just gone. That's not what this word teaches. So you're going to live for eternity. You, the part of you that's inside of this space suit, is going to live forever. It's just where are you going to spend it? And we have this short period of time to be able to make a decision on where we're going to spend it. The Lord put it before us. Here He is speaking again. I put before you this day a choice. Life and death, blessing or cursing. And just in case you're having trouble, choose life. Don't you love it when somebody helps you out on a good hard test? (laughs) And the Lord in parenthetical statements says, be sure you choose life because it's the way to go. Choosing death is not the way to go. And so what we've got to do is realize that he wants to help us through this short period of time that we're in this spacesuit. He wants to help us along the way. Every day? Yes, every day. I think the Lord is continually speaking to us. I think he's continually transmitting a message to us. It's just whether we're picking up on that. And you say, oh, that's weird. That's just strange. Okay? Is it a strange thing that if I brought a a radio in here and turned it on, that all of a sudden I could pick up something that you can't see, you can't taste, you can't feel it? It's called radio waves. In the same way, God transmits to us, and we've got the right receiver. It's just what channel we're tuned into. Are we tuned into all the stuff that's around us? Are we tuned into all the stuff in this world? And I've got to do this at work, and I've got to do that at home, and I've got to to tend to this, and I've got to tend to that. And what we do is we crowd out the possibility of hearing from the very one that created us and has a plan for our life. To me, that's terrifying. I, I, I shared on, on, it may have been the Wednesday night when we talked about this. I went for a, 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 a few weeks there and I just, you know, I usually, will, let me clarify before I get into this. I've never heard an audible voice from the Lord except in a dream one time. And I don't know if that counts, because it was in a dream. But I hear what he says a lot. Because he speaks to our hearts. And the thing is that, you know, sometimes the Lord, it's just a little prompting, a little unction, a little prompting from the Holy Spirit. And you know that it's the voice of the Lord, because that idea didn't come from you. And it's something that you wouldn't have thought to do. And so, again, I shared this on this Wednesday night. I had that wreck back in March, and I'm telling y'all, dealing with insurance companies is a nightmare. If anybody works for them, God bless you, because if they're that hard to deal with on the other side of it, it's terrible. But I've just, my mind's been consumed with this. I, I had to make a, just to keep a stinking rental vehicle, I had to call every day. For almost seventy-two days, that's how long it took them to fix my vehicle. So my mind has just been consumed, and I, I happen to think, you know, it's been a while since I got that unction from the Lord. So is the problem with Him or is it with me? It's with me, and so I I repented. I said, Lord, I've just been I've allowed myself to be totally, totally, totally consumed with this occupied there was a a time in the past whenever kind of the same situation a little different circumstance but kind of the same thing and and the lord whenever I, i said that lord i hadn't heard from you in a while and he said you have allowed yourself to become occupied and i said yeah i've been you know really busy no 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 i mean occupied so i went and looked it up and that's actually a military term where an enemy comes in and encamps. You remember back in the time, uh, the fact is if you're an antique collector, you know that anything made in occupied Japan is, a, is a worth something as an antique because it was during that period of time right after the war whenever we went in and we occupied the place militarily. And so I went and looked it up, and this military term means whenever the enemy comes in and sets up camp. And the Lord repeated to me, he said, you have allowed your your mind to become occupied. You're exactly right. So, consumed with all this junk and all this temporary stuff that's going to go away, that doesn't really, in the scheme of things, matter. Now, today it matters, but... 3 months from now is it going to matter? 6 months from now is it going to matter? In the balance of eternity and today, where does it fall? It falls way far on the spectrum toward today. Very temporary. And sometimes the enemy comes in and it might be it might be financial. It might be relational. It might be all kinds of different stuff that can come in and what happens is he uses that and he puts a magnifying glass up in front of your eyes and all of a sudden this has become all-consuming bigger than it really is. And we allow it to occupy us. Occupy our thoughts. Occupy our time. Are we praying? Are we listening for the voice of the Lord? Are we Are we saying, Lord, give me that unction, and I'm going to move on it. And I had been talking to the Lord about this. Lord, I had, dead gummit, I'll let it happen again. You know, if if you know the tricks of the enemy, you can spot them. But sometimes we're so close that we can't see the forest for all those trees. And so what happens is sometimes we fall into these little traps. And So I had actually prayed about it this morning. I, I was talking to somebody who had been to the doctor's office, coming out of the doctor's office. This particular building has more in it than just a doctor's office. It had some, some other things, counseling things and stuff. And um, So as I'm walking out of the doctor's office, here comes this little gal by. And she's got a, where's the, well, all of her Kleenexes are gone. But she had a Kleenex. And she was daubing the corners of her eyes, so she just, boy, she's just zipping by. If I'm right there, she just comes by, daubing them eyes. And I said, that's different. And I mean that quick, let me do it with the other hand, that quick, shot a blank on that one. This one's better. That quick, the Lord said, you need to pray with her. That's just weird. <laughs> so I just walked on. I go to get in the elevator. She goes down the stairs. I said, phew. Because those of you that know me know that I don't, uh, I don't give a ride to a, uh, to a woman other than my wife, my mom, or my daughter. I just, I'm not going to be put in that situation because in this day and time, anything can be misconstrued. So I'm like, I'm not getting in the elevator with her. And, you know, when the door opens at the bottom, I'll be holding hands praying with her, okay? So she went down the stairs, I got in the elevator, and I'm like, phew, dodge that one. So I get down to the bottom floor, and she's walking down the last step. She walks over there and daubing her eyes. And I felt that unction again. You need to stop and pray with her. That's just weird, okay? So I get all the way out to my truck. And you ever get one of those? Like your parents talk to you? I said, (laughs) you need to go pray with her. All right, so I put on my paperwork and stuff in the truck, and I went back in there, and sure enough, she's standing there. I said, ma'am, I don't make a habit of praying with strange women. That's what I told her. But I said, I, I, I just feel like the Lord told me I need to pray with you. And she absolutely broke down. I mean, boo-hoo-hoo, not just, you know, not just wiping a few tears. She absolutely broke down. And so I said, is there something specific that I can pray with you about? And she tried to talk, and she just finally, she said, just Everything. So I prayed with her. And I said, God bless you. I, you know, I prayed a, a prayer about a lot of things. But anyway, and so I, I felt like the Lord said, okay, that's all I wanted you to do. I, I will never know till I get to heaven exactly what that was about or what, what happened through that. But see, sometimes we get so busy or so resistant. I've shared with you a few times through the years about things that have happened to me just like that. Uh, there was one time uh, there was a, a family. Guy kind of got crossways with everybody and left the church. And, and uh, I was driving by his house. And just felt like the Lord said, you need to stop and pray with him. I just drove on by. Ooh, I don't want to get in the middle of something like that. Because I wasn't preaching then, I was just a church member I mean I was just what didn't have anything involved in the leadership of the church or anything. I was just an attendee and I'm not kidding you. my heart rate went up. I mean it's just one of those things you know that you know that you know that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that you know that it was the Lord talking to you. So I turned my little truck around, went back, Man, I'm just dreading this, I just don't want to, but nevertheless, I'm going to do it. So I walked up to the door, rang the door about, ding, 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 nobody comes to the door, knock on the door, nobody comes to the door. It looked like they were home, but nobody was, evidently they were gone, because it wasn't like there was, you know... Heard somebody shuffling around, and then they didn't come to the door. No, there wasn't anybody home. So I'm actually on the porch of this place, and I said, Well, Lord, why on earth did you have me stop and go and pray with this guy? And that's whenever the Lord said, Because I wanted to see if you would. Mm, I just melted into a puddle. It's like I came that close to being disobedient to the Lord. And I've tried not to be since then. But sometimes if it's just an uncomfortable situation, I think we're all prone to, I I didn't want to hear that. But what we got to do is listen. And whenever he says it, obey it as best we can. Even if it makes us a little bit uncomfortable. Sometimes I think it's got to be a little uncomfortable. Because otherwise it may be us. Because the last thing on my mind was, hey, I want to stop and pray with this little gal because she's crying. But that's what the Lord said to So what we've got to do is realize that we, we've got to constantly be listening for the voice of the Lord. And how does he speak to us? Sometimes it's through the Word. fact is, in my opinion, most of the time it's through this right here. Because if we are reading it, we're full of the word. The Holy Spirit can take anything in here and bring it to our remembrance. And whenever he does, there's... I'm going to tell you something. There's every life situation that you can go through in this book. There's relational. There's financial. There's sex. Somebody said, sex? In the Bible? Yeah, lots of it, actually. And a whole bunch of it's what not to do. You can avoid a whole lot of trouble if you'll just read this right here and take it to heart, especially in the Proverbs. I mean, it's very, very clear what we're not supposed to do and, again, what we're supposed to do with it. Sex is not a bad thing. Sex is not like God you know, made man and woman and then went, what have I done? It was his plan in the beginning, and it's good. But it's like I've said so many times, sex is just like fire in a fireplace. In the fireplace, it's really, really good. You take it outside the fireplace, it'll burn your house down, literally and figuratively. So the thing that we've got to do is realize that most of the time, he's going to speak to us through this right here. That's why it's so important that we get in a, a Bible reading plan and, and be in there constantly, not just, not just in those areas that make us feel good, not just that one little one-verse wonder that we read and feel better about us, it's reading everything in there and taking it to heart and allowing the Holy Spirit to take that and magnify it. Whenever, whenever He wants to speak to us about something that we've already got it in there, it might be way back and filed deep, but He can thumb through there and ping, here it is. This is what I want to tell you today. The other way that that He speaks is what I call that still small voice. Just like Elijah and how he 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 had that, that still small voice that spoke to him. Sometimes it's just that unction, and just like I said, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you have heard from the Lord. Might be a small direction, might be something big, might be a plan, might be an idea. Might be that you wake up from a dream and like, wow, this is the answer to whatever whatever it was I was dealing with. Sometimes he speaks to us through other people, good, godly counsel. In this life, we are not meant to go through it alone. We live in a day and a time when a lot of people say, Oh, I'll get my preaching off of TV. Well, there's not much interaction there, is there? Now, the Lord can speak through that, and sometimes he uses that to confirm what he's already given you in his word. How many times have you ever read something, in the Bible read a scripture, and that week you turn on the radio or the television, and there's somebody preaching on that very scripture? Or you pick up your daily devotion book, and there it is. So sometimes he speaks to us through other people. And, and sometimes he speaks to us through our circumstances. Sometimes it's that everything's headed in, in one direction. And you can, you can see that. And you can and, and somebody will say, Well, God doesn't speak to you through circumstance. Well, he sure spoke to Abram. It was a famine in the land and he had to get up and leave. There's some times when you got to read the circumstances that you're in. I've used it a million times and some of you are probably tired of hearing it but the thing that I always go back to is the guy who said the flood's coming and he said God's going to rescue me and oh really okay so you know the next day here comes the sheriff through the, through the waters in his four wheel drive waters up to the tires and he's on the PA and he says come out everybody that needs to be rescued and I'll take you to dry ground and the guy says I'm alright God's going to rescue me next day there's a boat comes by he got a bullhorn come out everybody that needs rescue, and we'll take you to dry ground that's alright God's gonna rescue me next day he's right up on the top of his roof and here comes this helicopter by drops out a rope ladder and says grab a hold and we'll take you to dry ground nope that's alright God's gonna rescue me well helicopter goes on Within a few hours, the water comes up and the guy drowns. And he's standing in heaven and he says, God, what is this all about? I put my faith and my hope and my trust in you. I just knew that you were going to rescue me. And God said, I sent you a four-wheel drive, a boat, and a helicopter. What else could I do? Amen. Amen. Sum it all up for today. God is speaking to you and to me. And if we're not hearing it, we've got to get tuned in. Sometimes I think it's awfully easy for us to overlook the voice of the Lord because he is a gentleman and he will never yell. And there's a lot of things that yell for our attention in this world. And the thing that we got to do is get along with him and get tuned in. And I'll guarantee you, he'll speak to your heart. Thank you.